Welcome to my dad's car. Enjoy. Welcome to My Dad's Car, a podcast discussing our personal relationship with automotive nostalgia. And you know what? It doesn't even have to be about your dad's car. It can be your mums, your grands, your parents, guardians, or even a neighbours. If it made an impression, let's talk about it. Welcome along. Thanks for having me. Hi, Rob. Hi, John. Nice to meet you. You too. We are here to um, discuss dads, mums, parents aunts grands cars um do you, do you want to talk about your dad's car rob or do you want to talk about i i mean can talk about a few of my dad's cars i have fond memories of a couple of them and um not so fond memories of some others so if we wind the clock back as far as you can what's your first memory of his cars first memory of my dad's cars he was always had um company cars when i was a kid and so he just got whatever he was given sometimes they were horrific okay estate cars that looked like a hearse and he had a run of peugeot I think 405 estates and it literally looked like we were going to a funeral every time we went out. Um, it was horrible. But he did for a little while have a Citroen BX GTI, which was an insane car. Nice. That's probably a fridge now, isn't it, I'd imagine. but Yeah, it's definitely not going anymore. <laughs> but it's probably a fridge. Um, <laughs> remember a lot of times being in these horrible cars, driving to who knows where for various family days out or visiting when when you went out in them did he wear a top hat and a coat and tails no i mean it was encouraged but no sadly not he um rob just walking very slowly in front of the uh the 405 down the down the road tear in the eye as he looks back at the, the peugeot badge <laughs> as mum gets the shopping out the boot in a big wooden box yeah yeah safe ways <laughs> did your dad have the choice of the car obviously he seemed to have a bit of a thing for French vehicles. Um, Sometimes he had the choice. It was never, it, it was normally a, this is the car you've got, what colour do you want? And he'd get a little brochure with colours. But a lot of them he'd, he'd have for a couple of months and then the company would sell them and he'd get given a new one. I think they hit like a mileage threshold, don't they? And then the uh, the people sort of say, oh, let's get rid of that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That one's got to go now, off you go. And that goes. I mean, the, the constant car of my childhood, as I'm sure Andy will remember it very well, was the beautiful Citroen AX Salsa that my mum had. Very nice. What a, what a great name that was as well, the Salsa. Yeah, it, it danced down the street. It really did. Lovely car. <laughs> it was. It, it many road trips in that car. Very nice. So presumably once the um, the company car phase ended, did he then go and sort of make his way to a dealership? or? or... He did. He did, and yeah, second-hand dealership. Normally, he had a thing for Toyotas, old man. RAV4s in particular. He had at least three of them, I remember. And uh, I remember being pulled over driving one of them. Should you have been driving it? I don't remember that. Uh, that's exactly what the policeman asked me. <laughs> <laughs> I was driving it down to pick my sister up from somewhere, I think. And I was pulled over, and the policeman said, is this your car, sir? I said, no. And you see his eyes light up. I was like, quickly follow that out with it. It's my dad's car. And he says, and uh, you know you were speeding? Yeah, a little bit, sorry. Says, and would your dad know you were driving like this? I said, He's probably got some fair idea I'd be driving it this way. <laughs> <laughs> and was it just a slap wrist you got away with? Yeah, yeah. I've, to be honest, I've been pulled over many times for speeding and I've never once had any points on my licence to touch woods so far. I don't know how I've got away with it. Wow. Just l- lucky, I guess, so far. 
always slapped wrists. Must have a way with words. The officers obviously uh, take to you. Did you ever get involved with picking the cars? We'd we'd sit down and look at the colours sometimes and sort of what colour do you like? What do you think of this? Um, for the for the company ones, yeah, with the with the the sort of the dealer ones, when he when he stopped getting company cars, I'd go with him and pick them up. Did he actually follow your uh, sort of colour preference, or did you just sort of say that's a nice idea, Rob, and then turn up with no, oh, 100% no. It was just yeah, there's are oh, no sorry. The company said I couldn't have it in that colour or or some yeah they they'd run out of uh, silver. Sorry, yeah, so you know yeah no silver this time. <laughs> Yeah, I was anything but black. No, no, sorry, it's got to be a black one or gunmetal grey. Sort of metallic gunmetal grey <laughs> 405. Brings back some horrible memories. Quite a boxy car, wasn't it? The 405 estate. Uh, or the saloon as well. I remember a friend of mine, I think his dad had one. It wasn't that old, but it, it picked up a major sort of like a lacquer pill on the bonnet. It basically looked like the vehicle had been out in the sun all weekend and then. You know, when someone gets like a really peely forehead. And yeah. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't nice, but um, a good car for, for them, by all accounts. I think it happened to a lot of them, to be fair. Even the ones he had not for long had the, the old lacquer peel on them. Yeah. My dad had a couple of 405s, actually. He had an estate and then a, a gold 405 saloon for a short period of time. You could get some quite sporty ones, couldn't you, I think? The, uh, the saloon versions. Was it the M16 or something, the engine? Yeah, MI16, I think, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Quite fruity. Yeah. So, Rob, have you got any first memories of a journey with, with your dad or your mum, whoever it might be? I think some of my earliest memories of travelling with, with anyone was my, my granddad always used to tell me his car could fly. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang, inspired, perhaps? Yeah, I, it, was a, it was a Skoda, so it definitely couldn't. Was he a drug user? or? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was an optician. Uh, oh, okay. Which is fascinating. Eye-opening. But um, let's just move on from Dancing Granddad. He was a legend. He, we used to yeah, have parties and stuff at Rob's house and he'd come round and like the prodigy would be playing or something and he'd just sort of do a little shuffle into the lounge, stick his head round the door, say hello. Top chap. Called him Dancing Granddad. They don't make him like that anymore, do they? So hi- hypothetically, if you could have squirreled away one of your dad's cars kind of back in the day, what would it be? Um, probably the BX, the GTI, because, I mean, it was, it was a nice car, rapid. What colour? Um, that kind of light blue, not salsa blue, lighter, the lighter than salsa blue. Oh, okay. The kind of the meta- really light metallic-y blue one. Quite a nice um, subtle body kit on those cars, wasn't there, from, from memory? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I saw a BX Estate this morning or yesterday, actually, not kind of knowing we were going to have this conversation and kind of having a hug. In your kitchen? You get any milk out of the kitchen? Yeah, that's right. It was just in there. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I was out on, the, out on the road, just yeah, BX Estate, just pulling out of a junction. I was like, I've not seen one of those for, yeah, many moons. Wow. I think that tends to happen you when you haven't seen something for donkey's years. You'll see two of them in the same week, weirdly. Happened to me only this week, funny enough, with a um, Ford Granada, sort of oh, around wow. late 80s, 90s, Jeez. which weirdly I, I was talking to someone about. I don't know if you've seen this program on BBC called The Gold. No. It's about the gold uh, robbery in the mid-80s. Anyway, the cop car that they use in that is the same same thing. And lo and behold, I saw two... In the last week or so, strangely. So uh, maybe people have just wow. been sort of triggered into getting them out of the garage, thinking it's acceptable again yeah. to drive them. They've watched the show and just gone, yes, I need to get my Granada out. <laughs> Now's the time. It's not quite the quattro from Ashes to Ashes, is it? It's really not, no. <laughs> no. I think inside the Granada is actually really nice. It's got like a nice bit of leather and, you know, all the mod cons of that era. Probably not as 
sporty is the quite try, but um, yeah. So I've got a poignant motoring memory, actually. The first time I recall going over 100 miles an hour is in a Ford Granada. Back of a police car, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, one of our, one of our scout leaders. Um, Obviously on a track somewhere, not on the road. It, it wouldn't be on the road, no, no. And yeah, I remember sitting in there just watching the needle creeping. He was pushing a ton with us. That's pretty bold, isn't it? When you've got somebody else's kids in the back of your car. There must have been a few of us in there. But yeah, we definitely nudged a ton. And I was like, oh. Didn't even have a seatbelt on back then. (laughs) It didn't matter. Different times, yeah. (laughs) I'd imagine you probably know about it as well when you're doing 100 in some of the older stuff. Maybe not that one in fairness, but... It felt fairly good, to be honest. I think it was, I don't know, H-Reg. It was kind of the more rounded Granada rather than the sort of boxy, boxy thing. Oh, yeah, I don't know what it was, 2, two litre, 2.8 or something. It was. Um... Yeah, the, the, this is the one that I saw the other day, actually, the, the rounded one that you mentioned. I, I never really liked that shape, and even now I don't think it looks particularly nice. It kind of looks like they've taken the Sierra of the same era and just sort of... Blew it up. Enlarged it a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> do you remember the Scorpio that followed it, which had kind of like these just massive bug-eye lights? Oh, they were horrible. Yeah, around mid-90s. Funny enough, there's a chap near me who's got one. I haven't seen him for a while, so it's probably um, blown up, but he used to drive it around. And yeah, just really strikingly ugly car, isn't it? It's amazing, <laughs> it's amazing that they finished that up and thought, that's, that, that's absolutely yeah. lovely. We'll, that's, we'll, that's the future. We'll get that one out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be fair, the, the team later delivered the KA. so They made some lovely cars and then they made some real shockers. It's a tough era, wasn't it, for them on the, on the looks front? It was. Yeah. So you're going to keep the BX, Rob? Oh, yeah, I'd keep that. So it was it was blue. A um, hatchback or a state, was it? It was a hatchback. Nice little spoiler on the back. Do you think your dad had a dream car? Something that um, if money was no object or practicality was no object? I know for one, my dad have an E-type if money was no object. No, I get that. I think he, he's of that age where that's probably mm. the majority of their dream car. It's the, the E-type Jag or, or an Aston of some kind. My dad had an E-Type. Uh, he had a Primrose Yellow Roadster and um, it was left-hand drive. So I must have been eight or nine, ten perhaps. And we used to drive down country lanes and I'd sit in the right side of it and people would just give me funny looks because it looked like I was driving the car. Um, but yeah, really cool. And memory of that vehicle, shutting my fingers in the boot. Ouch. Really hurt that. Mm. I'll mention more about that at some point. I've got loads of pictures of it. But um, yeah, very cool car. I'd like one. They're they're about like twenty foot long, so it'd never fit in the garage. Or yeah, anything, but... incredibly impractical and far, far, far beyond my price range. But yeah, I think I wouldn't mind one. One of the, the new ones they they've basically like rated everything on. They're quite mm. they're quite special. Yeah, Is it Hawks. That's it. I think so. Mm. Some, something like that, where it's they've just gone. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep the body shape and the engine. We'll just make the brakes modern, and everything else modern, so it actually stops and and does what it's meant to. Because if they could do that on human bodies, wouldn't it? Really, when you get to sort of sixty, seventy, and I know they obviously you do the hips, that sort of thing, but and the eyes. I suppose they probably are doing it. They kind of plastic surgery. Yeah. Look at Sharon Osbourne. Very true. Very true. Simon Cowell's gone a bit over the top now, though, isn't he? He's uprated everything. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely some 50 to 60 year olds that look a lot better than I do at, at nearly 40, which is a concern. It's a tough paper round. <laughs> it, it was tough in them hills. <laughs> Lots of supplements. <laughs> oh, Sundays were the worst. Couldn't even fit the papers through the door. Those were the days. Do you think your dad's choice of cars has kind of influenced any of the vehicles you've bought at all? 
No, I don't, I don't think so. Kept you out of Peugeots? I was kept out of Citroëns by the fact that the AX that my mum had was passed down to me and then just blew up on me on a, on a journey back from dropping a friend off at, at RAF base. Is that what happened to it? Yeah, I was driving back from the one up near Guildford. Odium, Alton? Yeah, Odium, I think. It could be either way. It was on the way back from Guildford. I was pushing a bit on the dual carriageway and I felt it judder and a bit of smoke out the back. Just a French quirk. <laughs> <laughs> thought nothing of it because I was a kid and didn't really understand anything about cars. Turn the radio up. Yeah, just yeah, just kept going and then it suddenly just went, nah, I'm not having any more of this. And that, that was it. That was the end of the Citroen AX. Was it like a flat death or was it a big booming noise death? It was a, it was a fairly flat death. I think there was a little kind of a pop as the head gasket blew and then it just kind of came to a stop on its own about a couple of miles later. And um, sad. It was very sad. I was. I got my girlfriend of the time's dad to come and tow me home. Humiliating. Very. <laughs> very. Sat in the sat in the car while he tows me with his van. It was a bad day for me that one. Just bringing this back round on topic. Um, he had a Celica, didn't he, for a while? He did have a Celica for a little while. Um, a little one point eight. Was that a midlife thing? It, I think it might well have been gutless thing. Um, it wasn't the, the proper quick one. Yeah, he had that for a little while and then went back to a RAV4. I think it was definitely a midlife thing. He, he didn't have a motorbike license, so... Well, that sounds as if perhaps he popped down to Toyota and they caught him on the... It might well have been. On a, yeah, well, why don't you try this? <laughs> yeah, look, uh... look at this. <laughs> yeah, oh, this will be a nice car for you. Kids are grown up, you don't need the space in the back anymore. Been watching the rallying of you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Come have a look at this. <laughs> it, was, it was the nice shape, Sleek, of the kind of rounder one. In black, yeah. it was it was it was a nice looking car. It just it was just a one point eight petrol. It didn't mm. really have a lot of oomph to it for what you'd what you'd what you kind of want for that kind of car. Did you um did you go to pick up anyone in that one? Any uh, police encounters? No, I didn't drive that one very much to be honest. That was kind of the car, probably the car I drove the least. I don't know why. Maybe he didn't let me. Probably didn't let me. To be fair, too sporty. Uh, probably too sporty. I think I think it might have been uh, not long past the test either. I think I think you might have had that when I not long passed mm-hmm. and hadn't been driving a huge amount of time and was generally driving either my car or, or mum's car, which was a horrible Burgundy Carina. Carina Re. Oh, not, that was not a, too bad. That was that a vehicle. It was a hateful car. I'd say it was a very plain <laughs> car, wasn't it? It was not looking to show off at all. It was just yeah, just get in and we'll get you no, there. It's it's just yeah. a lump of car. Yeah, what we produce here it's just a lump of car it will fit people in and it will go <laughs> and that's all it needs and does your dad still um still drive today is it what's he what's he got now so he does he's got a mitsubishi suv okay. thing outlander possibly i think at the back of it now with the hybrid, like the hybrid yeah. job yeah oh he likes his, his japanese uh he likes his toys he likes his little gadgets and stuff so it's mm-hmm. all, all plugs in with his iphone and all, all that jazz was your dad a, a wash the car on the drive guy or was he a car wash uh, he, he was originally initially a wash the car on, on the drive mm. guy and then he evolved into a car wash guy so it always started off with washing the car on the driveway on a saturday afternoon wash the car get the buckets out throw a spongy about it all of that and then it evolved as he got older and 
less interested and had more money and could pay someone else to do it for him, I think. So is he a Tesco's car park car wash or a proper one or a or guy on an industrial estate? Or Oh, it's more of a drive-through car wash. The pay your money, turn the engine off and let it just whiz through. Convenience. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And how about any sort of habits in the car, Rob, your dad, can you remember? What about musical tastes, that sort of thing? Anything you can remember? We we listen to all sorts of stuff. We, I think the, the musical taste was fairly eclectic. A lot of Queen, Bowie, Elton John, very much that era of music. Have we got the same dad? I'm starting to think we might be brothers. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Uh, no, him and my mum were very much similar taste in music. So there was a lot of that. Some of the Beatles, uh, a little bit of Stones, The Who. Yeah, very much that era of music. Well, obviously, we're all sort of ballpark same age, us three. And I assume our dads probably are the same sort of ages as well. In terms of music, what they went for, they're all pretty much aligned, aren't they, really? Yeah. It's not like there was much more that they would potentially go for compared to sort of now, for example. Like if you were com- to compare. I suppose the choices were a lot more limited back then. There's probably only a couple of radio stations. Nowadays, you plug your phone in, you've got every song under the sun that you can play. But then you had to have the tape or, or it had to be on the radio. Well, I think that the, the sad truth is now, isn't it? The kids get to choose what goes on the uh, on the radio usually. So no, I refuse to let my children choose what goes on the radio or on my phone. I admire that. I, I personally just stick the Disney tunes on and uh, just enjoy the, the silence of them. Not and let it go. Yeah. Very good, Andy. Very good. The, the, the wife does that but they have no choice they have to listen to whatever i've decided to put on I'll, I'll take requests sometimes but only if i approve the request any um steering wheel tapping oh definitely 100 percent it was a steering wheel tapper sadly i've inherited the steering wheel drumming and making my children listen to me sing in the car uh, i do feel sorry for them some days when we're traveling i think sometimes i would much rather travel with anyone else but yeah, definitely, definitely steering wheel drumming. Sometimes just general commentary of the song also. Sometimes you'd be telling you about the the artist and this song was released in this time. And then, you know, a little, little fountain of useless knowledge, my dad. That's quite nice though. And um, would he join in with the instrumental as well? Give it a bit of electric guitar solo? No, no, that's that's too much, Andy. Come on. It's a bit irresponsible at the wheel, Andy, isn't it? Taking the hands of a steering wheel. Yeah. I was just thinking the noise rather than both hands. No, no. No, it was always just the drumming and a, and a sort of a bit of singing, a bit of commentary. Some reason I had your dad down as either a Radio 4 or kind of the cricket. That was kind of what I pictured him driving along with. Uh, Saturday afternoon, it was always the football. So listen to the results or, or you know, five live. Yeah. But yeah, when, when that wasn't on, it was normally a, a cassette of some kind or Radio 2, possibly. But no, definitely not Radio 4. Any recollections of cassettes being either stuck in the vehicle or found in the vehicle when you bought um, it? Yeah, we had a really weird one. Like, oh, what was it? Definitely a thing, isn't it? It's definitely a recurring theme that this used to happen. And we don't know whether it's the person leaving it as a goodwill yeah. gesture or it's a, I hate that artist and I'm going to punish the new owner of this vehicle and make them listen to it for the next three years before it blows up. It could be a real treat or an absolute <laughs> disaster. I think you've I think you've painted a very good picture of your dad. Thank you very much, Rob. No problem. And, uh, the cars that he drives, very uh, loyal to his Japanese vehicles. Occasionally strayed, which is quite nice, but still with the Japanese uh, Mitsubishi. So, would you play him this interview? Are you happy to? Uh... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll play him that at some Wonderful. point. Wonderful. I'll introduce him to the podcast and and let him listen. Maybe he would like to come on.
I'm sure he could tell you some things about his dad's car. My granddad had some stonkers, I think. We'll get a follow-up. I, I only have vague recollections of what I've yeah. been told. Various old Ford things and Lotus things and that were leaking oil and all sorts of stuff. How it should be. Oh, yeah. Granddad never had an accident. Never. Caused thousands. Never had one himself, though. I think my dad used to say that. Never had a crash. Apart from when he drove it through the garage. Just didn't open the door. <laughs> no, the door's open. He went through the back of the garage. Whoops. And he wasn't allowed to drive. He was just being in the garage from a nan. Doesn't count when it's on your own land, does it? No, exactly. <laughs> what was behind the garage? Garden or a kitchen? The garden and the greenhouse. If you parked it in the kitchen, it'd be next to the BX, wouldn't it? <laughs> Perfect. What a place to leave it. Thank you very much, Rob. Very good of you to join us. No problem. Thanks, Rob. Take care. So, yeah, a BX GTI. Very nice. We're not going to hear many of those, surely, I don't think. No, I, I can't imagine there'll be many more people. Um, I'd imagine if you start into that little search of how many are still living, there's probably got to be single figures, isn't it? I'd imagine. There's not going to be many. And, and in some sort of light blue metallic. Yeah. And I mean on the road as well, <laughs> not in kitchens or... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, repurposed into yeah, Morphe Richards <laughs> blenders and Kenwood toasters and stuff. So um, you don't see many old Citroens, do you? These you don't, days? no. Um, and I think that probably relates to Rob's story about that AX just blowing up. I think they probably just... that is That was always the risk, wasn't it, with the French car? It was just... It was never going to quite go on like a, a VW equivalent or something like that. It was. There's always that chance that... Even if you're sort of maintaining it, one day it might just suddenly go all French and and just end itself. <laughs> yeah, I think just the feel of them is a little bit disposable. And they're made out of tin foil. It's, that's what you wrap your sandwiches yeah. in. When you're finished with your sandwiches, you throw your tin foil away. And the same with Citroen AX, isn't it really? It's kind of lightweight. It's sort of a few steps up from a skateboard. Yeah, it is pretty much. Yeah, probably a downside. Uh, more expensive than a skateboard as well, but uh to be fair, when it worked, that car whizzed along quite nicely. But um, you obviously met a sorry end and um, not worth reviving. Disappointing to hear it didn't properly blow up, though, with a loud bang. Sort of a, the equivalent of just sort of dying in your sleep, really, isn't it? When it's a quiet one, rather than... I think amusingly or coincidentally, ironically, a surrender. Yeah, yeah. It, I think you'd always prefer the the huge bang, wouldn't you? to kill the car because then you know it's gone that, that's like having a big heart attack really isn't it and just going there and then rather than the sort of slow death because he probably took it to the garage and s- spent money on seeing if they could fix it or not which they they definitely didn't so yeah i think a little bit like the old monty python night who shouts i'm not dead yet yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just a flesh wind he's got no arms no legs and hopping around very much so um so yeah that was um episode two our kind of first proper interview and um yeah thanks to rob um for, for coming on i think it was a, a good sort of first proper guest to get on and yeah it's good to get the second podcast under the belt isn't it roll some credits i suppose yeah let's do it cool thanks john thanks for tuning into my dad's car we're new at this and really appreciate you listening and supporting the podcast if you enjoyed it please click subscribe so you don't miss an episode give us a follow on social media Tell your friends to tune in too if you think it will be up their street.